It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let me bang you, I do let you bang Let me bang you, Let me bang you, Let you bang you, Greetings, Marys and Virgins. Go for Jesus! Go for Jesus, people! Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson uh, and Don Fry. Don Fry, somehow your internet got worse. I I, I don't know. Um, like I feel like before you logged on, we had a better connection. Uh, like when you were just home. <laughs> like, yeah. I could I see you though, uh, which is cool. Um, Don, can you hear me? Hello, Don. All right. So uh, I just see Don with a uh, cigar staring at me, um, but it's going to be a great podcast. We have Dan Hardy joining us too, the outlaw. He will confirm that we were training partners, Greg, uh, uh, just so you know, because I know that you don't believe that me and Dan Hardy were actual training partners. Uh, so I believe, no, 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 no. Of course I believe, well, I believe that you wrestled together. I don't know that, I, I don't believe that he took training advice from you. <laughs> no, I, I don't, that's not, that's true. That That's actually true. I mean, maybe some wrestling advice he took, uh, but not, my wife didn't believe it either, by the way. My wife yeah. didn't, uh, no, no. Um, but anyway, so Don just logged off, uh, which sucks, because I have a, I, I, I planned the whole show because I, I can't wait to hear Don. But I think Sean says that he says, uh, uh, I, I have a wee microphone. I'd like to real st- try real quick before we officially start. But he told me this at 12.05. <laughs> We're supposed to officially start at 12 o'clock. Um, but- Welcome to the most professional MMA podcast on earth. All right. Well, let's talk about last night. Uh, by the way, so I saw Greg last night. First, I saw you two nights in a row. We did. We did a uh, reading together. A friend. Yes, of- we did. You did a. You did a really great job too. I got to tell you, I was very impressed, Adam. You did a very nice job. I was excited for this. Uh, my friend wrote this pilot, and it's this guy's one of these comics that's like, man. There's a whole bunch of them, man. Like guys that are hilarious that just don't do it anymore because this business sucks. Um, there's like a, you know, like the, the Russman Eves of the world or uh, yeah. guys that are just hilarious. It's like the funniest people don't always, aren't the ones that you see on TV. You want to see, but it's just, this business just sucks it out of you. And you go, fuck this. I can make money doing something else, way more money. And blah, I don't like doing the travel. And this, so when this dude asked me to do the pilot, he's like, Hey, I wrote this pilot. There's a part for you. I was like, fuck yeah. Just because, this dude's, I, I knew him as hilarious 20 years ago. So, of course, I want to do it. Like, it's not like, uh, so 
you know. It, it was just funny that the two, it's telling what they think of you. You find out what someone thinks of you when they ask you to read a role. And the, just for the audience's sake, just so you know that uh, the, the role Adam was asked to read for was of the hacky asshole comic who somehow was successful. That yeah, was what they cast him as, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then me, I was cast as a pervert hooker hiring ventriloquist. So they really, it was really a window into exactly what he thinks of us and of our comedy. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, listen, yeah, I'm not going to argue it too much. I'm not a ventriloquist, but the rest of it I can go along with. <laughs> but, but, but then I saw you last night at the uh, Dime Bar, which is pretty cool. So we, uh, it was we, a good night at the Dime Bar. It was one of those nights where there was actually a little bit, of, there was a crowd and they were actually laughing and having fun. I mean, it was, it, it, I hate to say it. It's like we get an audience, but they, they seem to be this disbelief audience. Like, I'm almost like, are, is this? Are you other comics? Are you? And they're not. They're just. They're just assholes sometimes. Yeah, 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 and I'm yeah. like, why are you not wanting to have fun? Like these are good comics doing good stuff. I don't know what the fucking problem is sometimes in that room. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no. Last night was good. We had this girl that uh, somebody said, "Hey, will you book this girl?" And uh, I'm like, she 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 was in the movie Joe Dirt too. And I had never heard of her. And then I like tell my wife about her. She's like, wait, that girl's doing your thing. I'm the biggest fan. Blah, blah, blah. Like all of a sudden my wife wanted to go. Never wants to go to my shows. Uh, this girl, Charlotte McKinney. Um, and I look at her and she's like, good in a hundred movies. She was a Carl's Jr. girl, like model, two point. And she was actually pretty good. I got to say for like only doing a year and a half. I mean, she definitely had like. Her, her fans were there like of other so like they were they were there to laugh you know which was cool but which was uh, nice because they didn't do that, do that thing where they don't laugh at anyone but her oh, they yeah. were actually enjoying the show so i gotta give her a lot of props for that for bringing friends and they were people that are actually there to have fun and see a good show and it was it was a lot of fun they were they made it a lot of fun one thousand percent um so mccorkle is back don fry is back all right now we could officially get going uh so i talked about this last night but uh i, th I thought we start the show with the story did i ever tell you about you guys well, i was almost molested did i ever tell you that story i was almost molested sean mccorkle oh, yeah. uh, I, I believe there's a classic rule that says almost doesn't count but please tell us <laughs> please tell us yeah. about yeah. your yeah please tell us yeah. about your near tragedy that you almost so had. So I was on the wrestling team in Maine at Hyde, where I went to boarding school at Hyde, and they let this guy wrestle with us, who was like 50. Like the guy and this is where you won the eighth grade New England State yeah. Championship, this right? Four-time New England champion, never been done. <laughs> or did it, well, one other kid did it, right? So they let this guy wrestle with us, Sean, who didn't even... He wasn't a parent. He wasn't a teacher. Uh, most most of everybody's done with school in three years, right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, they just let some fucking guy. So some guys wrestling with us, and he and he wasn't even that good. He wasn't even like this great wrestler. He was like an average high school wrestler who was like in his sixties. Like he was like an older guy. So that was a little strange, but okay. So I go to take a shower afterwards, and you know how you have a group shower back in the day in the high school it was like a locker. So I got like I'm 13 years old, 14. <laughs> I got soap on my back. So this guy goes. uh, Hey, let me get that soap off your back. And he walks towards me 
and starts rubbing my back. <laughs> and I'm just like in shock. Like I'm, I'm in, like I'm, I'm frozen. And then some, my friend, Matt Snyder walks in the, uh, he walks in the shower. He goes, Greeny. That was my name, Greeny, because my last name is Greenberg. Everyone call me Greeny. He goes, Greeny, come here, come here, come here. So I like walk over, and then the guy like runs away. Like he runs out of. <laughs> so uh, and then it turned out he gave another guy a back rub, like a kid on the wrestling team. He went to his room one night and was like, "He's hey, no like, hands." Seems like a great teammate. Looks to me. <laughs> so I wrote a joke. I'm like, "What a tease," you know. But but uh, but at the same time, like that. Fucking, it's just were the eighties different? Like, or the nineties? Well, I feel like the nineties were different. They would just allow. Well, people. we all know teachers are underpaid, and so sometimes you got to make it up somewhere or another. And if a guy's like, "Listen, let me just come in. I'll just wrestle with the guys. I'll give you fifty bucks to let me wrestle with these teen boys." He's like, "Listen, I need the fifty bucks. <laughs> fifty bucks, you know." He was a doctor shit. too. He was a doctor. His kid went there like fifty years, forty years ago, but his kid didn't even like didn't talk to him. Uh, but he was like, he was a doctor. I wonder why? They, they called him doctor. <laughs> can you guys hear me or not? Is this microphone yes. working? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay, is uh, it better or worse than normal or the same? It's better. It's actually better. I think it's worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say worse, but only because we can yeah. hear you better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all your point of view, I guess. Yeah. You know, it's a little more echoey. To me, it seems more echoey. That's just my opinion, but that's what I hear. So, Greg, right. how was your week? Hey, you know, it's a week. What, uh, you know, I don't even remember what happened last week. Oh, you know what? Oh, dude. Okay. So, I taught a workshop, uh, taught the crowd work workshop on Saturday. That went great. But, you know, it's a lot. It takes a lot out of me because it's like three and a half hours long. And it's, you know, me working and thinking for these people the whole time, which was great. Everyone loved it. It went fantastic. But we had already bought tickets to go see this kind of like 90s versus it's called Warped to Palooza. And it's these tribute, these cover bands. And one does like 2000s emo music and one does like 90s grunge music. And it's a ton of fun, but the bands didn't start till 1030. Uh. And I'm a very old man who just taught, a, a you know, a four-hour workshop. I was exhausted. We made it through the first band at like 1130. Then we looked at one of the people we were with, and she was like, I thought I'd be home by now. And we're like, I didn't even get to see the second band. I had to leave. <laughs> I was too fucking tired. I was like, my wife, and my wife was hating the emo band. She was like, I don't know any of these. So we were just like, I was like, if you want to go, we can just go. So we ended up going. So the thing was kind of a bust. We'd been to it before. And it was awesome. But this time they kind of changed it up on us. And it kind of, it was one of those things where I kind of felt like I just threw my money away on that one. Um, so I just, I, I got to remember uh, to uh, pace myself. <laughs> Of course, of course. These guys, but that was about it for me. That was that was my that was my Saturday night. But I listen. If you get a chance to go see like '90s rock show or emo after dark, they're super fun bands. That was they're generally super fun. Sean, what's up with you? Uh, I don't really remember. So uh, normally that in the old days that would have been a great weekend, I guess, if you don't remember it. But now anymore, mine is mostly. Um, I spend a lot of time on hold. Is what I found out. <laughs> I started going off on a lady today uh, because she insisted I have to have my MRI or my MRI order in front of me to schedule an appointment. And I kept insisting I didn't, that I could just bring it with me. And she kept arguing with me about it. So, yeah, I spend most of my day on hold arguing with people on set up doctor's appointments. So that's how you know your life has gone to hell. So, hey, Don. Um, Don. Well, uh, see, I fell down, hit my head. 
Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, where? Where'd you fall down? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear yes. you. Yes. Oh, I was over at Lisa's. I was at Lisa's house at nighttime. We were feeding. She's got like an animal rescue, so we were feeding all the critters. And uh, I stepped on a pallet, you know, wooden pallet, which was covered with um, alfalfa and Bermuda grass. And my feet are going underneath me. I look like, uh, you know, Curly from the Street Sujas. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I got my feet underneath me and pissed, pissed me forward. Oh, I went God. forward and boom. I oh. hit a, uh, yeah, I, I hit, uh, luckily, luckily, um, I hit a rubber trash can lid, but unluckily there was a chunk of cement underneath of it, you know? So (laughs) (laughs) I I cracked cracked, cracked the cement. Oh, fuck. Exactly. That was so that cement. Yes. Yeah. And then I saw you hanging out with the the honky tonk man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great, yeah. yeah, We had a great time, Dan, Sarah, and I. Uh, interviewed the honky tonk man. What was he like? Elvis. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Don't you <laughs> don't you know anything about him? You, do you think maybe you didn't get knocked out? He hit you with a guitar when you weren't looking, and that's why you fell down. Because I know that was his uh, that was his move. The honky tonk man. That's what yeah. Don wakes up with the splinters of guitar laying around, and he's like, "Yeah, you slipped on alfalfa. I don't know what happened." Weird. <laughs> <laughs> fuck man uh by the way so a couple weeks ago i wanted to tell you the story about guantanamo bay because i wanted to i never got a chance to say the story yet. so i got booked this is gonna be a long story no 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 uh, i got booked to do comedy <laughs> for the military right so it was me uh a couple other comics like nima williams who's like this white comic who's been to jail and like super from san francisco and a couple other really frank lucero so we, we get there and uh, the Victoria's Secret models are there, like Adriana Lima, Marissa. Oh, wow. Mather, but they're on a different tour. Salida Eubanks, right? They're not on our tour. We're on the comedy tour. So we're on this like ferry. going. Well, you know, nothing cheers up the prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, 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 like women, women in lingerie. Exactly. That's the one women thing. Women in lingerie and, and comedians. <laughs> They don't understand their language. Yeah. No, yeah, they really know how to entertain. We weren't doing it for the prisoners. It was for the fucking. It was for the military guys. It wasn't for. Oh, that. I thought it was a new form of torture. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they call Brendan Schaub. Two, two hours. <laughs> two two hours, Madam Hunter. Yeah. So what happened was, so we're on this like ferry going to Cuba, and I, we didn't know who the girls were because it was before their big catalog came out. So I'm hitting on all of them because I'm like, fuck it, if I get turned down. By a Victoria's Secret model, ooh, you know, and I could tell like I was the only one talking to them, right? And yeah. I, I was actually doing pretty well. Like I was, I was talking about comedy, this and that, yada yada yada. So then, uh, fast forward to like they were going to come to the show, and that's where I was going to be like make my move. Like they're coming to the show, we're going to kill. Right, exactly. I, they see the big audition. They see the best for Adam the Magic Man. I got the whole plan, right? I got it all planned out. How? So what happened was. I, uh, everyone's online. All the, people, the soldiers are online to take a picture with Marissa Miller. So I'm like, hey, Marissa, I want to. T- can I take a picture? Can, I go, can you take a picture? She goes, sure, sweetie, right? So I give her my camera and have her take a picture of me and Frank as a joke. And everyone's laughing. Like, it was the old, like, ah, ha, ha. And I took a real picture. And 
what's your name? Adriana Lima was like, I want to come to your show. She was so sweet, like beyond nice. So fucking Nima, right? He does the same thing to the girl, the black girl, Sita Eubanks, who at the time was like married to Nick Cannon for a week or something. So he's like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And she goes, okay. Then he goes, later, I'm going to go fuck it. I'm going to go fuck the picture, right? So she gets all angry. She's like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? And he's like, bitch, don't talk. So they started getting into a, they got into a fucking fight. Like, he's like, I've been, I don't, so now we can't talk to the girls anymore. Like, we got banned because he stole my move and then ruined it. Like, he tried to one-up me. So now we're, it so sounds we're, like you stole my move. <laughs> I, can ima- I can imagine but that if it's Victoria, I can I can imagine Victoria's Secret model would be horrified at being turned into a sex object. Like that would be a uh, that'd be a hard transition for her to have somebody, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yes. So so anyway, so the last day our like our like flight was late, right? So like, oh, we're gonna give you a tour of the actual prison, right? We're gonna show you where the prisoners are. <laughs> <Don't worry. laughs> so, so it was right after the Abu Ghraib thing going out. You know how they were taking pictures of all doing like naked stuff and like you know. They were, so they were really trying to show them that's not what they do, right? So that so that they 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 show us like this is where these guys play soccer and uh, this is where they eat and they, they get to watch the. Where we strip them down and pile them up like firewood. There you go. There it is. <laughs> they, get, they get to watch the deadliest catch. They got this big flat screen, right? And I'm like, wow, this looks this looks great, right? So this is where they get to be the deadliest catch over here. <laughs> it's incredible. So they get they get three meals a day and they get health care, the whole thing, right? So we go in there, they all have lawyers. There's all these lawyers, right? So I I look into the jail cell. There's a guy with like a beard, and he just starts and he, and he starts banging on the thing, going, help. Oh, oh. So they're giving us this tour about how great they have it. And these guys are like screaming, help, let me out. I'm like, that guy doesn't look very, they're like, shut up. <laughs> they told me to shut up. I'm like, no, but there's a guy screaming. Move along, move along. Yeah, that was, that was my uh, Guantanamo Bay story. Uh, they told me they get three meals a day. Only two of them are forced. So <laughs> that part's good. They're, uh, you know, they're doing all right. Uh, right. So. That was a great uh, joke. I can't believe you buy that. <laughs> did you guys watch the fight? All right. First of all, did you guys see um, Mike Perry uh, versus Luke uh, Rockhold, the weigh-ins yesterday? Not the weigh-ins. The, the face-off? No. no. Okay. Well, wait till you see what no. happened. So, of course, Mike Perry. Okay. I want to show you guys what happened. So, Mike Perry and Luke Rockhold faced off. Bring they're going to do bare knuckle boxing. Being actually, a consummate professional, he is. It's actually going to be a great card. Uh, oh, so Mike Perry picked his nose and wiped it on Luke Rockhold. I'll show you. Hold on. <laughs> Can you guys see? Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, Chael Sonnen uh, is the guy commenting. Well, it's off center now. Now it's off center. We don't see it now. Now? Can you see it? Yeah. There we go. All right. No. There it is. Chael's in the middle. <laughs> And then there's Mike Perry. That's the first time. There you go. Yeah, bring Chael Sonnen, the voice of reason between these two. That's he, he picks his nose. They're, and they're like, oh, <laughs> that's very Mike Perry. <laughs> he never disappoints, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Don, what would you? Chael Sonnen wiped, pulled it off, and ate it. <laughs> so, Don, what? <laughs> What would you do if a guy picked his nose and wiped it on you at a, at a, at a weigh-in or at a, a face-down? I'd feed it to him. 
<laughs> so uh yeah but you're right though um john uh luke looks a lot bigger than him like a lot bigger than him yeah he is he's he's considerably it's luke is really is some guys don't understand man when i saw chris weidman in person he must have weighed 240 pounds i was blown away when i saw chris weidman i was like how do you make 185 pounds man like i just don't see it the best is when i was talking to anthony johnson in person, and I asked him if he ever actually made 170, and he thought I was making fun of him. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I started laughing. I said, no, I'm serious. Did you ever actually make it? And he was like, uh, I guess he made it a couple of times. I didn't know, but I was, I, I knew he had tried, but he, he thought it was me because people assume I'm trying to be joking yeah. or make fun of him. And I kept saying, dude, I'm not trying to piss you off. I'm being, by this time, he's like 270. When I'm talking to him, I said, did you ever actually make it, though? But no matter how I said it, it came off like I was trying to make fun of him. Because people were laughing. I'm like, I actually want to know. Like, I really want to know, did you ever make it? <laughs> like, I really want to know. No, this is a serious question. Shut up, you guys. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> really? They were all going like, ah, ah. Like, I'd make it, like I was making fun of him. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, no, I, I really was asking. Like, I don't know, man. Um, in other words, in other news, uh, Greg, I know you were a uh, very um, fight circus. I don't know if you guys watched it. Bob oh. Sapp and Rampage, they won their fight. I'll show you guys. Well, that did actually happen. Yeah, look, see. Oh, he's, oh, he's an interesting fighter. See, he's going cross face. He's attacking both. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. oh nice uppercut! Nice uppercut! He's oh, right. sewn together, together oh, shirts. Oh, he's down. He falls again. He's down. Now, John. Yeah. Yeah, I like how the I like how the other guy keeps shoved his partner in front. You know. I yeah I I know it seems like the 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 biggest opponent in the match is gravity. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not even like it's yeah, a balance. Keep side, but you can't um, fucking yeah, maintain the balance. Step and push his, push his partner in the front. Yeah, like here you take. The, yeah, your defense. I'm offense. Well, at one point though, Rampage yeah. then went after the referee and uh, started punching the ref. Yeah, and then the ref, <laughs> the ref then shot a double leg on him, um, or a single what? leg. What? Yeah, which we have the video. Uh, oh, hold on, if I can find the video. Uh, which I'm, I am all for this, guys. I think this is actually like the. Uh, I, I I think there should be more of this. Um, hold on, let me see. If we got this. Sure. So um, yeah. So here we go. Repunching, right. referee punching, or uh... oh, yeah. Hold on, let me. I'll show you. So here's what happened. Uh, all right, here we go. Can you guys, can you, well, now if I blow it up, you can't see it. Can you guys I, see? It? I see it now, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Tommy Hayden needs to get in there and get some control of it. So here, all right. So look. Drives him into the corner. Goes for a single leg. I've never seen anything like this, ladies and gentlemen. It's pandemonium in the fight circus ring. Well, it is called Fight Circus. Who would ever think it would be pandemonium? We're the midgets. We're missing midgets. That's the only thing. We had some midgets. Yeah, and yeah, we we were missing Master Blaster going, who rules Thunderdome? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know. I I happen to like this. I think this is good. I think this is good for Bob Sapp. I mean, he can't throw a fight if Rampage is holding him up. Um, nothing was. I Bob right. Sapp is actually well, an issue. So um, now the Roy Jones fight. I don't know if you guys watched this. Won the fight. Who no? Who won? Who won that fight? Uh, the Roy Jones. 
No, the Bob Sap tag oh, team. Oh, okay. Sunday. Bob Sap, Bob Sap, and Rampage won. They knocked him down. Um, but I don't even know who they fought. They fought just like two guys. But the Royal. I don't think those guys were deserving of that uh, that that shot. They should have uh, had to work their way up a little bit longer. In the yeah, two man one shirt. They were, yeah, they were great. They were great opponents. It was, a, it was an easy fight for Bob. Exactly. They should have taken on the candy corn salesman and <laughs> and the hot dog yeah, guy first. They, they fed him. They fed him a. They fed him a tomato can. And <laughs> yeah. Don, were you ever fed a tomato can in your entire career? Was I what? Ever fed a tomato can in your whole career? What? Were you ever fed a tomato can? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. A <laughs> uh, couple of um, when uh, Dan Dan was my agent, you know, before I, before the UFC, and he got me, you know, got me some fights across the country, you know. So was you that fun, away? just beating up on how, some dude? How, how's that? Yeah, how's that treadmill work going there? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. My my wife uses it. She has this like treadmill that she uses while she's working, and I'm like, you know what? This is it's like a mini treadmill. So you could use it while you're in it in like a meeting. Does it generate? Does it generate? Does it generate the power? The power no, for your TV set. You just walk. You just, yeah, it's like a Flintstone. Uh, you, you just walk. Now, I got to say, the Roy Jones fight, Pettis, man, Roy Jones looked like he was 54. He looked 80. I mean, the guy, he was throwing like four punches around, but he was landing. But it You mean like to tell me that professional boxers don't age well? Because there's a lot of evidence to the contrary. <laughs> Muhammad Ali... <laughs> Mike Tyson. I mean, a lot of guys. Leon, Leon, Leon Spinks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pettis won this fight, but it was just the whole thing was just sad. Did you watch this, Sean? I did not. I actually thought that was this coming weekend. Um, so sadly, I just now learned that it happened. So I'm obviously <laughs> going to watch back and see what happened. But at least yeah, I got result. Yeah, Please, no, I know hey, who won. Hey, Sean, you might you might win. You might win the bet this time, man. Place the bet. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. like remember the dirty work. I'm like Mike Chevy Chase dirty work. You remember when uh, he was telling Norm McDonald he lost on me? He goes, he blamed Mr. T for his gambling losses. He's like, wait, you bet against Rocky and Rocky three. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. Oh, that's I'd be betting against. I'd be betting on Ivan Drago and Rocky Four. So. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, that was crazy. Um, the whole card was like weird. It was. It was actually Anthony Pettis fought Aldo. That was a good fight. Uh, not Anthony Pettis. I mean, Aldo fought Jeremy Stevens. It was a draw. I, I thought Aldo won, but it, that was actually a pretty good fight. Um, but and then. The Jacare did a lot better against Vitor Belfort. Belfort was landing bombs against him. I mean, just and Jacare somehow made it to the decision, but it was a uh, that was crazy. Um, so it was a uh, I don't know. Was it worth fifty dollars on Fight Pass? No. Um, was this in bare knuckle? Where was this? No, no. This was this was uh, Jorge Masvidal's Game Bread Boxing League. Um, which is now yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I like four or five which is now folded, now out of business. 
Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So, and then uh, the PFL over the weekend, Bubba Jenkins won, which is I awesome. saw that. That was good. He had a good boy. He dominated that guy too. Well, it's nice to see. I think I finally really think he's rounding into form. I really do. The uh, the stand up game is starting to come together for him I- enough to really complement the ground game. Did you see him twerking though on him? Oh yeah, straight up. He 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 he, he fucked him. He dry humped him real good. Did you watch the twerking? No, I didn't see that. But, uh, uh, so for some reason, Bubba thought it was a good idea to start humping him. Um, let's see if I can find it. Uh, uh, listen, you reposted it, so it wasn't a bad idea. No, it got like it got a lot of hits. And I, was I, Bruce Buffer in his corner? Because that may have, uh, may have been uh, some infight instruction yelled yeah. out from Buffer. Uh, let me see what we got here. Uh, here we go. So. Um, yeah, but he quickly he quickly got into the cage. Here, <laughs> saw here. Got him, and then he's he just starts humping him. Uh, it's got to be humiliating. Uh, it's got to right. I mean, yeah, and that guy got dominated. Holy crap! I mean, won the Bubba. first time. Chris, but Chris won the first time. Like this was a rematch. And That's what I'm saying. Like, I really feel like th- for the first time, I really feel like Bubba's form. He's rounding out into a true MMA fighter, which before it was like he either had his ground game or he had nothing. Now I feel like the 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 hands have caught up and he's starting to really learn how to put it all together. I, I don't know if he's fully there yet. You know, like I still don't think he's ready for the U- to come back to the UFC, but I definitely think, or I guess he was in Bellator before, wasn't he? Yeah, but Bellator. either way, I think he's starting to really, I think he's definitely got a real shot at the million bucks this season. I mean, he yeah. made the final last year, so I could see him do, uh, like winning it this year. And I mean, he keeps developing that, 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 uh, his stand up game. And I, I could see him really turning the corner and, and yeah. turning into something. He's starting here's to really the, come Here's together. the problem, though. Here's the problem, Greg, is that Bubba, sometimes he 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 learns the hard way every time. He, he underestimates these guys. He thinks he's he thinks he's going to go out there and kill them, and then he loses, and then he wins the rematch. Or, like, he thinks I could become a striker, and then he realizes, oh, I could have just wrestled. I, I don't know how to get into him, his head sometimes. I'm like, bro, don't overlook this guy, or... Don't go out, like, use what you're good at. It's That's his been his, his M.O. His I can't believe life. he doesn't listen to you. Look what your not, coaching did for Dan Hardy's career. Not me, but, like, every, <laughs> he got kicked off the Penn State wrestling team when he was ranked number two in the, in the country, and then he went out and beat the guy that replaced him. But it's like he just – he's just that guy. Like, he, he I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, by the way, so on a, a different topic, Gina Carano, put, did you guys see what, like, she posted – no, no, so, I don't. No. I don't follow Gina. Sorry. So you know these guys that do these um, they they like dress up and they do like cosplay. They go to these like Renaissance fairs. So a guy, I guess he he found a dead body, <laughs> but uh, and I couldn't wait to. Oh, get was this real? This news yeah. thing? Yeah. So right here, so this guy. Work, which we were. We were in the middle of our tournament where my friend John said he found a body in the bushes over there. I ran over there because I'm a healing monk to try and help, but obviously my magic wasn't strong enough because the dude's body was missing a head. So my friend decided to try to use a necromancer spell, which didn't work, which I knew it wouldn't. And apparently we contaminated the crime scene because that spell uses a lot of glitter. <laughs> 
I thought for sure that was a joke. I was like, this cannot be real. I mean, the, I, I think when they say that on that article, when they say found, there should be like quotes around it. Like these guys found a dead body. Yeah. We found the dead body where we left it. All right. Where we ex just where we expected it to be. And it just happened to be all our dead. Apparently we contaminated the crime scene with our DNA. Like, I mean, I, I think I think all the suspects just admitted it right there on camera. I think I think you're onto something there, McCorkle. Yeah. I just like watching. What Sean. did he do? What did he do? What did he do to to the uh, dead body? He put, uh, he put glitter on it. DNA. He put glitter on the dead body. He tried to necromance it. Like guys, <laughs> this is our chance to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Try to neck my magic wasn't strong. I love that his magic wasn't strong enough. So his buddy tries a necromancer uh, thing, which he knew wasn't going to work. Wait, how did you know his wouldn't work? Because yours didn't work. Is that uh, what it was? Oh my god! It had nothing work because he was dead. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it had nothing to do with reality, and yeah. now you're living in fantasy land. But I saw that. And and I'm like. I told my wife this that guy, this guy was de he was decapitated too, right? But yeah, yeah, my wife goes, "Was that CB Gold?" <laughs> <laughs> CB Gold's golden gold gold. Don't even bring that silver shit in here. What's up, people? Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right, and there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts getting in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? I'm going to bet I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. I got to talk to you about HelloFresh. First of all, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh farmed, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Number one. All right. You can make mealtime easy with delicious recipes made with fresh, 
wholesome ingredients delivered to your door. No lines, no hassle, no gas, all the other stuff that you get to get there. No, just great tasting meals you can whip up and enjoy in the comfort of home. Sounds good to me. HelloFresh has 40 weekly recipes to choose from for all meal occasions, lifestyles, and preferences, okay? Take your pick from meals like soy glazed salmon with rice or mushroom and chive risotto. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Now, me and my wife, we've been doing home-cooked HelloFresh, and it has been delicious, delicious, okay? It saves us time. It saves us money. We're in. So just go to HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60. Use the code Roasted60 for 60% off plus free shipping, okay? HelloFresh.com slash Roasted60, all right? HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Go check it out. I own, listen, I own four different stores. I own I own a pawn shop. I own, I own a uh, gym. I own a gym and a tattoo parlor. I literally Sorry. thought that was CB's voice and you guys were playing it for a second. I swear to God. <laughs> and Greg just said that. I thought was this a set up? Like, did you guys have that recorded? What just happened? Greg, one of my um, favorite ever was when you said, it, I go, he owns a tattoo. You're like, well, it's the squatter's law. If I show up and don't leave, eventually I own it. <laughs> <laughs> like two years straight i would just randomly <laughs> laugh hey cb gold and we're listening if you're listening we love you buddy all right so all right ufc uh i guess endeavor bought the wwe and they now own the ufc so i guess they're merging to form this huge company uh combined promotions uh with one publicly traded company and the new company is called It's Not Fake, okay? <laughs> Shana trust, White. trust us. Yeah. I own or, or, or it's all scripted. That well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I mean, someone said someone made a good point of like you thought it was gonna be like not a meritocracy before. I, I can't help but this. I can't think that this helps these some of these guys that have like no following, know this. They're fourteen and zero from Dagestan, and that, but they're not going to generate any type or of like a guy like Colby Covington before he crossed over to become this. Yeah, I can't help but this think that this only helps guys like McGregor and the Chandlers of the world and giving these guys titles. You know. I don't know about this one, Sean. Your I thoughts? want to know what I want to know what Ari Emanuel's credit score is because if that dude can get loaned twenty seven billion dollars on like a phone call, like I don't know what's going on. Like he just keeps acquiring these. They're like, well, he acquired the company. He put down three hundred million of his own money, and uh, another bank investor put down thirty seven billion. And I'm just like, dude, like how do you, how are you getting anybody to loan you that kind of money just to keep acquiring these companies? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Although I guess when you when you own the UFC and your payout, your total payout to fighters is three percent of your gross, I guess it's pretty easy to uh, you know get a loan. Like we're going to be trust me, we're going to be profitable because our labor cost is zero. So I guess I don't know. I just can't wait till Brandon Moreno brings a ladder into the <laughs> octagon. <laughs> like I used and, to love pro wrestling. Like when I was a kid, when I understood it, when it was like good guy versus bad guy, and it was like pretty hard to not figure out who the good guy and the bad guys were. 
Now I have no idea who's a good guy. Like, it seems like everybody's a good guy. Uh, Don, do you still watch pro wrestling? No, I don't. Like, like when you did it, I, I that's when I, I liked wrestling back in the day. But that, now I don't get it. I didn't. Everyone now is a critic. Everyone's like, everyone's Simon Cowell watching wrestling and saying what the match should be or what should have happened or this. Or I'm just like, can't we just like suspend disbelief and enjoy something without having to overanalyze? Like, why is everyone now a fucking critic of this? I, I want someone to explain to me. They said Roman Reigns was a plus twenty four hundred. Or minus twenty four hundred to win his match at WrestleMania. How in the hell can they be taking bets on pro wrestling matches that are predetermined? I don't understand. Uh, like, talk about a conflict of interest. If you're writing the script, how can you make a bet on the like? I bet he wins at three forty two in the second round. You know what I mean? Like, and then just write it into the script. Like, it's the craziest. Uh, man, I, how well, they, it doesn't make sense. Also, also I just got we'll to we'll have to we'll have to ask Pete Rose. Exactly. I just got a news alert. Apparently, the WBC is merging with the young and the restless. <laughs> so, a lot of big news here in uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> legitimate fighting versus scripted. Jesus, I, I I know it's just I don't know I don't know. About it doesn't this. make any sense. It makes uh, zero sense. I'll tell you who looked good. Uh, uh, so. Bryce Meredith, who we had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, he was a three-time national finalist, four times. He looked great in Bellator. Joey Davis, the guy that I kept saying how great he was because he was a four-time NCAA uh, champion, never lost, looked awful. Uh, I had heard he was a minus 1,600 favorite, and he lost in Bellator. And people told me, dude, this guy's got a lot of outside issues, and uh, I should have – that's one I probably should have bet on. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That was that was crazy. Tim Sylvia is doing there's a rival slap competition. It's not it's not power slap, it's it's something else. Slap fight. Slap fight. And Tim Sylvia is doing it. Uh just just so wait till they merge with power slaps. Then they're gonna really you're gonna have a real uh, for the UFC and the uh Yeah, power slap is gonna merge with slap fight to create Slap, slap. It's <laughs> going to be a wild. Uh, oh, a monopoly on, on the sports world, huh? Uh, yeah. So uh, dumb. This week in the PFL, uh, by the way, you know, PFL, their their pacing is awful. It's like, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? Thank you for bringing this up. I'm trying to watch this show. They have no problems with dead air. Like they they literally just put the camera on the sign above the ring. Nobody spoke for like three minutes of silence while they were did not. They didn't go to replays. The commentators didn't say shit. It was just you. It was just a picture. They were you were just looking up at the scoreboard like. Uh, and, and I was like, I was like, did somebody have a stroke in the in the in the board who's running the board? Like, what the fuck is happening here? They have the worst production of any. Fight League, and, and this includes the Pillow Fight League. This includes Slap Fight. This includes Fight Circus. They're the what is going on? Who is in charge? Is like okay, guys, nobody say shit, dude. And then for they five go, minutes. Just, right. make, just make people wonder if we're even still here. Like, oh my god, what the fuck was happening, dude? Then they go, all right, uh, time for some action, and they go to here's Wiz Khalifa. 
And Wiz Khalifa talks for 10 minutes about his music. Uh, I guess he's like an investor in it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Like, and then Wiz is like, yeah, I got to go for my man. But they're like, what did you tell Bubba Jenkins in the locker room? Like, I don't give a fuck Wiz Khalifa. He goes, I told him to do his thing. Like, thanks. Thanks, Wiz. But yeah, no, PFL. So this week, they're having another PFL event. The girl that beat Kayla Harrison, which was crazy, Larissa Pacheco, is fighting this girl, Julia Budd, who used to be the Bellator champion. She's a she's a monster. Uh, this is actually a good fight. This is actually a good fight. Um, that Pacheco girl, she's something to be afraid of, man. She's a she's a real monster. She's something else. I I really I I she was she was so unafraid of Kayla Harrison. I couldn't believe it. Like she was looking forward to proving everybody wrong, and then she went out there and did it. I got a lot of respect for that girl. And I got to say one other thing about how did she win? She uh, it was uh, she she won uh, by by uh, points. Yeah. But still, I mean, in a dominating fashion, it was a hell of a fight. I don't think Kayla Harrison in a million years thought that could happen to her. So, heck, heck of a fight. Um, but uh, speaking of the PFL, just really quickly on this last weekend. So I know this one girl, okay, she's a British girl who loves to get naked. And she was one of the ring girls at PFL, okay? So I'm, I'm looking at her posts, and she's like, had an amazing time being a ring girl at pfl and of course i met bubba jenkins and i'm like of course you did of course you did oh bubba i hope you spoke in tongues during that load i hope you did so um, yes bad uh, man tings he was doing bad man tings all over her face i think bubba has a girlfriend so i don't think he did any of those things uh but um <laughs> um so really she, he's the only one that too late, too late, too late. Yeah. It's all about timing you. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, let me know if you want to take that out, Greg. No, we're leaving that in. All right. Okay. So, also, uh, Aspen Lad is now with the PFL. Uh, she's fighting Elena Kazak, and then Biagio Ali Walsh, who's Muhammad Ali's grandson. Um, he is in the PFL. Uh, he was an undefeated boxer. Uh, Sean, anything? Why? Why do you shake your head? Just because. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think if you were Muhammad Ali's grandson, at some point you could monetize that. I would think into some kind of career where you don't have to get punched in the face, considering the damage you saw your grandfather take. You know what I mean? Like it just. I don't know. I see some of these guys, and not to name any names, but I see some of these guys who encourage their kids to go into fighting who are fighters. And I'm like, why would you ever want your child to do that if you know what fighting's like? You know what I mean? Like, if you know what what and how that ends. How many – there's not a lot of real happy endings in that industry. You know what I mean? Like, where a guy's like, hey, man, I'm glad I fought uh, and ended up at the very end in slap fighting trying to make $2,500 to make a mortgage payment. You know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, – very few Tyler have a happy ending. Like, his own daughter went into it. Layla Ali was a fighter, and I mean, did, doesn't he have a grand, uh, another grandchild that's fighting as well? Like, I, I think it's just kind of like they're like they feel like it's legacy almost. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to use your name if you're going to fight not real fights, like you know, like maybe Jake Paul's son uh, fight real fights. Like his dad when he gets older, but uh, I don't know. I just see when you look at Muhammad Ali and the obvious damage, the brain damage he took from fighting. Why would you want? Like, why would you want to do that? I don't know, man. 
Well, the fight game was different then, too. I mean, they wouldn't stop fights. They'd let people fight to the death, basically. You know, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, the way they would count the the eight count and like people guys would be just just out of their minds useless and they'd be like you're good and keep going so i mean there could be an aspect of a fighting was different then than it is now they protect the fighters i think a little bit better than they used to so there might be I, some I, some of that i was glad to see the ufc is now i think valued without merger they said it's something like 14 billion dollars you know what i mean or something crazy and fighters are making almost exactly the same so not only is it it's increased in value by 300%, but the starting paper fighters is still what it was when I started. So right. same with stand-up, same with stand-up. You know, we're still getting paid the same crappy per spot thing that we've been getting for 25 years. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Now, this week, this weekend, UFC, uh, which is like, I feel like they're not promoting it, uh, but it's from Miami, 287. I'm excited. Alex Pahea against Israel Adesanya. Um, right now, Israel is 0-3 against Alex. Uh, he lost to him twice in kickboxing, although the first one, I thought he won. Uh, I didn't think he won when everyone's like, no, he really won. Then I went back and watched him. I'm like, oh, he really did win. Um, and the last fight, he was winning four rounds. I mean, he was winning until he got caught. I'm thinking this is the time Adesanya's going to take it. He's going to win. I know everyone's Gonna tell me Pahara's gonna win, but I'm thinking Israel's gonna win this fight. Sean, what do you think? I mean, I would say it's hard to beat anybody four times in a row, like at anything, unless you're that much better than them. So, I mean, odds are I would think that uh, he would win. But then again, man, that uh, sometimes a guy just has your number too. So, I'm still gonna go with Alex, man. I think he's just so big for that weight class, and he's uh, fearless, man. That dude's not afraid. A lot of guys that fight. Um, style bender to where there's they seem terrified of him, and he's not a crazy puncher. I mean, he's very accurate, but he isn't like he's like in Ghana where he can separate your head off his shoulders, you know. Uh, but guys seem to be afraid to get anywhere near him, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Alex is afraid to get near anybody in exchange with him, man. And when you have that and you got a good chin, it's and you're that much bigger than everybody, it's a tough, uh, tough uh, competition to beat, man. Don, what do you think? I don't know. Uh, I I cut out. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm talking about the uh, UFC fight this week, 287. Alex Pahea against Israel Adesanya, the rematch. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think Israel um, Israel's going to get beat. You know, I think uh, the other guy's got his number. Greg? I got to tell you, I until the Usman fight, I would have said Israel Adesanya all day. But then when we saw what happened with, with Leon Edwards and and Usman, and I, I, I'm like, now I believe it's well within the realm of possibility that Fahea gets him again. But honestly, though, I don't think, I, first of all, I don't think Usman should, I thought he fought completely wrong. And if he just fought the way he should have fought, he should have won that fucking fight. And instead, you know, he went, chased him around and walked right into all his fucking punches and did everything wrong. I don't think Adesanya makes those mistakes. I think he's a much smarter fighter. I think he, yeah, and I think he goes out there and he handles business. And I think he, I think he takes him out this time. I don't think he leaves up to scorecards. I don't think he gets knocked out. I think Adesanya takes him out probably round four. It was pretty funny. So I'd like I, to see that. So at the MMA awards, I hope you're right. Me too. At the MMA awards, by the way. So I sat next to Israel, but just coincidentally, my dad's. I go to my dad. He's sitting right next to him. My dad, you know who this is? This is the one. This is the best fighter in the world. And he's like, 
Uh, and then Israel goes, I, I got a lot of work to do. He was super humble. And then my daughter spilled the drink all over him. Like she kicked she kicked all over his like tux. And I'm like, oh man, Jesus. And he goes, kids, kids. He was so fucking nice. But when, it, when he arrived, they had like six guys in suits, like walk him down through the hotel. Like, you know, like he's like secret, like, you know, like, you know, secret service. And there was literally nobody there. <laughs> 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 but it made him feel good. Yeah, made him it made, like, made, made up made up for the kids dumping his drink all over him. It was like two old ladies. It was literally like two old ladies. Right. And then like our waitress was like smoking hot, right? Like, I mean, she was uh, you know, you know, Vegas waitress, you know how they don't they don't fuck around there at like the palms. And uh he asked the waitress, Hey, can you give me some chapstick? And she went out and got him chapstick. Which was I've never seen that before. That was a pretty good move. Have you ever seen anybody get ordered chapstick before? No, Listen, that's take a... the stuff off your lip, baby. That's uh, I just there want, you want, go. want it off your lip. That's what I was asking for. Um. All right. So also Gilbert Burns versus Masvidal. This one, man. So Masvidal made a a video last week about Donald Trump, how he shouldn't be, you know, arrested. And how this is becoming a third world country and America is like, like, it was like a really nice video he made. Like it was from the heart, but I got to say, he looked, he didn't look like he was in great shape in the video. He looked like, he didn't look like he was working out. <laughs> he looked kind of dumpy. <laughs> like, I don't know, but after seeing that, I'm like, Gilbert Burns looks like a fucking monster right now. Um, who do we like? And I'm, I'm thinking Gilbert Burns. Might even finish him uh, first two rounds. Uh, Greg, who would like in this? I 100% agree with that. I have seen nothing that makes me believe Masvidal is going to be much of a challenge for Burns in this fight. Burns has definitely stayed in rhythm. He's a re- you know he's still a contender. He's still the real deal. Whereas you know Masvidal has been knocked out and knocked out of the sport for a couple of years, and now he's coming back up against Gilbert Burns. I, I mean, they, they're throwing him to the fire, man. And I know he's got interest now with his, you know, boxing league and that on fight pass and whatever else. So maybe that's why they're giving him this shot. But I think they're, they're, he is a lamb to slaughter on this one, baby. I mean, yeah, I would bet on an early round knockout. It, it, uh, second round, I think, is, is on the money. Uh, Sean? You know what's great is I had cut off for a minute, so I didn't hear what you guys were talking about. I came back on, and you said he was talking about America becoming a third-world country and he talked, speaking out against communism. And I thought you were talking about Trump, and then you're saying he doesn't look like he's in good shape. He looks kind of dumpy. I was like, when did Trump ever look in phenomenal shape? Like, I was thinking, <laughs> it was his first term. Was he ripped, and I don't remember it? Like, I don't know. Look, I'll show you guys the video. Maybe maybe I'm reading too into this. Uh... <sighs> This is really recent. This is like two days ago, oh, last week. Doing the president Trump has never been done before. The president for the BS charges that the DA in New York is bringing up is complete and utter nonsense. Just not too long ago, Bill Clinton got a BJ in the Oval Office, and absolutely nothing happened. And it just went under the carpet. Now they're trying to indict this man for something that he did before he was president that has nothing to do with anything hush money or whatever they want to call it. If we let them do this to Trump, they're going to come for you, me, and anybody that opposes them. This has been done before in history, and every time it's happened, it only gets worse. We can't let the left take over and win American values. This is nonsense. 
We need to all stand together instead of fighting against each other, letting them divide and conquer us. God bless America. God bless everybody watching. Let's go, President Trump. So Yeah, baby. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, message aside, whether or not we agree with it or not agree with it, he doesn't look like he's in great shape. I mean, am I am I looking too into it? Uh, Sean? No, it's odd, man. That really is odd. He looks like a guy that used to take steroids that doesn't anymore, but he never looked like he was on steroids back when he fought. So, like, you know, like, it's just – I know he is 38, man. And sometimes you get old overnight, but it's uh I know he's got he's got three different fight leagues now. I think three different fight promotions. He's got the bare knuckle boxing, he's got the uh regular boxing, and I think he's got MMA also, like game bread MMA. Yeah. But he's really busy doing other stuff. But I think they were counting on they're probably counting on, I'm guessing Colby's gonna beat uh he's probably gonna lose to Burns. Colby's gonna beat uh Leon. Uh, and I think they're going to do Leon and uh, Masvidal maybe as one of his last fights because they're still that's still a fight with name value and something people want to see. Um, I'm shocked they haven't done not shocked because they never do fights people want to see. But they so should what would they do with Burns then? Where does Burns fit into the equation then? I guess if he wins, maybe he's next in line for a title shot or up there after uh, or no, no not Kobe wins and McGregor wins. They're making Kobe McGregor for like that's what I guarantee they're going to do especially with WWE. That's yeah. a fight they're going to make. I would like. I, I can't believe they never made Masvidal. Uh, what um, McGregor? McGregor. I, I, it seems like with Masvidal losing three in a row, it seems like that would be the fight to make over um, him and um, you know uh, Chandler. But it's. I sometimes they're. I mean, it's easy to be matchmaker and say, "Oh yeah, I would do this. I would do that." When you know you don't know behind behind the scenes stuff, but sometimes their matchmaking makes no sense at all, man. Like there's. It just doesn't. I don't know. I would if you if McGregor's McGregor's one fight away from retiring all the time. You know what I mean? Like there's no telling. You may only get one or two more out of him. Same with Masvidal. Why not let them fight one more time? You know what I mean? Like why? Even if they could have done Masvidal Nate Diaz two instead of Nate Diaz Tony Ferguson. You know what I mean? Like do that one. Just something. You know what I mean? Like just try to something people want to see. But uh, there's been so many fights that never happen that people want to see. It's like they just keep doing it. They keep just. Give you the fight you don't want to see. So, so Don, what do you who do you think wins? Is Burns or Masvidal? Well, hell, I like to see Masvidal win, but uh, I guess I have to go with Burns since uh, you you seem to have an inside track on the shit today. So, uh, I, I have no inside track. I mean, I'm on, I'm... you know, I think I think Masvidal is a bigger draw. Um, and I think that people want Masvidal to win. Um, the oh, UFC hell yeah. Win. Um, hell yeah. But, and I think he's uh, entertaining. But, um, man. Maybe I, we should ask James Krause, who he thinks, quote, unquote, is <laughs> going to win. And we, we can have an answer. Because <laughs> I bet James Krause knows who's going to win at this point. Um, <laughs> and then also uh, some other big fights on this card. Uh, the Rob Font, Adrian Yana is a good, it's a good fight. Yana's won like six in a row. Font's a tough fighter. Uh, that kid Raul Rosas Jr., who's like 16 years old, he's a kid that literally, oh, yeah, yeah, he he looks like Bigfoot Silva, but like somebody shrunk him. And like yeah. Didn't he um, say he was gonna buy his mom a minivan or something like that? Was that him? Something like that. Yeah, he seems like a really nice kid. Um, he's he's fighting he like mini foot Silva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. regular foot silva that's right. yeah <laughs> so he's on the main card uh which pisses off a lot of the fighters 
Kevin Holland is fighting Santiago. They, they, now we're talking about it. Yeah. He's fighting Ponzanibio. That's going to be a fucking fight. Ponzanibio is, he's a great fighter. Kevin Holland, I mean, he just, talk about like low fight IQ. Uh, like he literally went into a kickboxing fight against Wonderboy, who's like the greatest kickboxer in MMA right now, or at least one of them. And he's like, no wrestling. I'm like, not the guy you want to do that to with. Right. Um, and then he fought Chamayev, and he grappled with him. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure he did that on purpose, but like, I think he specifically does that on purpose. He wants to beat guys at their own game because he believes that he can. The guy's an agitator, and when he loses, he's like, "All right, I, I didn't fight the other way," you know. Like, that's <laughs> right. It always is a built-in excuse if you fight. Well, I didn't fight my fight. I wanted to beat him at his own game. Like, uh, yeah. I wish anyone I ever fought had wanted to beat me at my own game. I didn't really have much of a game, but I was going to say, which game was that? Yeah, like, if, they, if they were better at me, yeah. like wrestling, they wrestled me. If they were better standing up, they stood up with me. It's like I was like, can someone like let me just start in a in a Americana or Camorra? Like, let me just start on top. <laughs> you missed it. Don said it. Don said eating. Don said eating. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, let's let's do this on. Let's do the like, like fight me at my pie eating contest own game. Something. Speaking of eating, Kelvin Gastelum's on this card. Uh, he's fighting Chris Curtis. Man, Chris Curtis has been like beating everybody. Nice guy. Chris Curtis is a guy that like, dude. He so he posts a picture of his kid, right? And his kid is like super white kid with like red hair, but like, and I thought he was like trolling people. Like I thought this was like a, like a joke, but I guess he dated a girl when she was pregnant, and then with someone else, and then ended up raising the kid, and then they broke up. And he's still raising the kid. So he's basically just the, the and people don't believe that like the kid, like my dad's in the UFC. They show a picture and no one believes the kid. And then he, he actually shows up, uh, which is pretty damn funny. So one of my, no, they don't believe he's his father. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of my favorite people is with us right now. The outlaw Dan Hardy dude is a, a monster, monster fighter. One of the best commentators. Now you're, an ambassador uh what what's going on dan <laughs> uh, my new job is a director of fighter operations for europe for the pfl so my job now is to scour the the gyms and the shows of europe and bring all the best european fighters together so we can fight them off to see who's the best of the best and then we can send them over to america to make some real money that's nice. awesome that's so you have to go to all the like the smaller events and be like hey, and then you got people hey you want to be in the pfl that's it. Yep. Uh, do you want to be an effing fighter? I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to wear a suit that's too big for me. I'm going to do the whole lot. That's awesome. Uh, how's, it, how's, it, how's it feel getting rejected every time somebody, you ask somebody they want to be in the PFL? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Dan, you're here with Don Fry. They uh, answer the what? Sean McCorkle and Greg Wilson, very funny comedian. Now, I always talk about how me and Dan used to be wrestling partners training partners now greg here does not believe that he goes what you went to one class and watched them right uh so i was like that's some bullshit uh me and dan used to used to wrestle will you will you tell dan greg that really happened did regularly regularly got my ass handed to me every saturday by adam hunter on the wrestling mat i didn't even know he was a comedian how ignorant am i i just kept showing up to legends i'm getting beaten up by this guy every saturday he's wrestling the hell out of me and then he said oh 
I'm doing a comedy show this week, and that that was when it occurred to me. He's a he's a superstar comedian as well. Yeah, he's, listen, a, he's a very good wrestler. Don't take it too hard, Dan. People listen to this podcast every week that don't know he's a comedian. <laughs> so <laughs> that's awesome. I, I I love it. I love it. Uh, so so Dan, by the way, congrats on. Uh, now I knew Dan when he uh, he he was his first girlfriend or or your wife was very angry. A uh, very angry girl, and then you told me your second girlfriend. You got married at a, at a drive-through, right? Yeah, it was for twenty-five dollars, and you didn't have to get out of the car. True, drive-through, drive-through, for it? Nice. I paid for it. I paid for it for years after. But but now but now you got now you're married. Who, who was who's killing it? She 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 was a girl, by the way. Uh, Greg, yes. Remember she, her last fight? The girl was she felt like a girl who was like trying to street fight her and was throwing yeah. gang punches. She was throwing gang punches at her. And uh, congratulations, man! Thanks, man. Yeah, Ver- Veronica's been out for a long Veronica. time. She's it's been three years. Three years she's been out. Um, you know, concussion issues and all kinds of problems. So good to get back in competition. She, you know, she was first fighting the night at the O2 Arena. As you said, she got a real tough opponent. She got Juliana Miller, who was a, a real scrapper. She took head yeah. kicks like other people that I'd never seen before. It was uh, quite impressive. But yep, first win in the column, ready to uh, ready to get back to work and uh, and get another victory on her on her record. It's good to have her back in competition. She's too good to be missing it. Yeah, and she says that uh, having you is like having like a wow. cheat code. So she, <laughs> she says that you now were you worried though because I know there was like. Uh, we got to talk about. But I don't know what happened with the UFC, but were you worried? I know that like Randy Couture isn't allowed to coach his son. Were you worried that they were going to not let you coach your wife? Yeah, for sure. I, I absolutely thought they would do everything they could to stop me cornering. But fortunately, they just stopped me doing everything else other than cornering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I basically just I, I even I even moved into a different hotel just to avoid uh, avoid the drama. But yeah, I didn't go to any of the weigh-ins or anything like that. But I, I'm not bothered. I wasn't bothered to do those things when I worked for the UFC. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm there for the fights and the fighters. Um, you know, it was nice to be back cornering. I mean, here's a blast from the past. The last time I was in a corner was for Mac Danzig in Seattle. Wow. That's awesome. Like, it was a long time ago. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's that, that's kind of where I belong. I love being a commentator. I love working as an analyst. But, you know, to, to be able to download the information I've got in my head into someone that can put it to better use than me. Like, she's so talented and athletic, and she's still got a career ahead of her. If I can give her the information that I should have had when I was younger, then she's going to go a long way. And that, that's exciting for me, you know. That is It'd awesome. be nice if you could teach her some of the wrestling you should have had when Adam was teaching you. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm like, like I went from I went from wrestling Adam once a week to fighting GSP. What chance did I have? That was crazy. <laughs> Honestly, you, he told me he's fighting GSP, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, my eyes lit up. Like, oh, you're screwed. <laughs> I was like, but then you went five rounds with the fucking greatest fighter of all time. I mean, that's. I'm just stubborn, man. I'm just stubborn. Who was a harder fight for you, GSP or Anthony Johnson? You know, there there were different kinds of fights. Anthony Johnson was frustrating because I felt like, I mean, I was coming off my first knockout loss. He was the biggest puncher in, you know, one of the biggest punchers in the sport. I expected him to try and knock me out. And, and you know, when, when it became a grappling match, after I'd, you know, just been out grappled by GSP, I was I was a little disappointed with that. Whereas I, I expected it from GSP. I wasn't surprised. I kind of wanted Anthony Johnson to try and take my head off, which would have made my life a bit easier. But um, 
that was a frustrating one. But G- GSP, I just never felt like I was in the fight. You know, like I, I felt like neither I, did I felt he. Like he was always three or four steps ahead of me, no matter what I was doing. What was that? Bob <laughs> said neither did he. Nobody, nobody watching the fight either. So, so Dan, hey. what happened? So you're you're watching a fight. Herb Dean is ridiculously late. You went to. I, I remember watching it live. You go to the cage. You start yelling at him. You go back to your seat. Uh, you got like a warning from the UFC, like, "Hey, you can't do that." Is that what happened? No, you see that—that's the misunderstanding. I—I I didn't leave my commentary desk. I, I was—I was at my commentary desk when Herb came over to me. So like, that's—that's that's the misunderstanding. The whole conversation was about me going over to him, like I was waiting for him at the cage door, like, like I've like, like that's that's what I, something I would do. Like I, I was standing up to turn around to interview Diego. Um, um, uh, who was it for Hader? Yeah, I was I was standing up to turn around to interview. Oh no, um, Ronaldo. Sorry, I was turning around to, to to interview him, and I noticed Herb making his way over to me from from the cage door, like he was on a mission. Like Herb doesn't move very quickly. Like right. he doesn't move very quickly when he's refereeing, but he was moving. This was the quickest I'd seen him move. And and hmm. you you know, as a martial artist, you're never going to turn your back on someone that's walking with intention. Right. Right. So the photograph is is him at my desk, leaning over and having an argument with me. Like that was the misunderstanding. I think that's what got to Dana. I think Dana thought that I'd gone over to the cage door and was like rolling up my sleeves, ready to start scrapping with the dude. Right. You know what I mean? okay. It's a miscommunication. That's what, what that's what I thought would happen. That's sort of yeah. like that was reported. And so then you run into Herb's wife at a party. And fake you... news again, man. I've so, never met his wife. I didn't even know he was married. So that was a fake Twitter a Twitter profile that, that that someone created. So so then what what happened? You got into arguments on a party. Like what? What? What's everyone? Oh no! So the last thing was it was the the um, the head of PR. Like I've been working along alongside the, the PR team for well since I signed with the UFC in two thousand eight. They've never been particularly great. I mean, you know, they, they always kind of drag their feet and do the bare minimum. And and I'd, I'd I'd mentioned it to a few people that she was not doing a good job, and nothing happened. And one particular morning, she'd not done a she'd done a really bad job of connecting me with BBC Radio for the Conor McGregor fight. And I told her, I said, I told her she was doing a bad job, and she got embarrassed and she stormed off in a huff. And I went into fighter meetings. Imagine, and when I came out, imagine I said, that. Oh, imagine that. Bullshit, man. <laughs> I want to know what I know. What I know. What Don, Don Fry's got to say about it. He's got some wisdom here. I know that for sure. I saw him manhandling John Jones in a club in Houston one time. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Wait, Don, you were manhandling yeah. John Jones at a manhandling him. Is the is the is the, the the linear heavyweight champion of the UFC right now? Wait, Don, what happened? <laughs> what happened with John Jones in Houston? I have no idea. I was inside of a bottle <laughs> and pain pain pills in a bottle. So this is all news to me. Wait, so hold on, Dan. What? Where did you saw Don Fry throwing John Jones around at a club? Oh, he was manhandling him, like arms around him, like body lock over his arms and everything, just picking the guy up, moving him around. <laughs> I, I, was John Jones laughing, or was he like, "Get off me"? I'm I mean, sure I mean, he, he, he was laughing out of out of uh, being, you know, a little embarrassed that he was being manhandled. He, he looked, he looked like a big child being carried across the bar. <laughs> That's awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah. That's one of my favorite right memories, Don. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's wonderful. So, so Don, does a you manhandled the greatest fighter of all time, and you have no idea. This is for news to you. Yeah, this is brand new news to me. I didn't know. <laughs> he probably didn't even realize it was John Jones. 
Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably the only reason it happened, yeah. That is Early hilarious. John, John's got a sense of humor. Thank, thank God. Thank <laughs> God he's got a sense of humor. That's awesome. Uh, I actually miss watching you. I remember living in Hollywood, though, Dan, and you were run, you used to run uphill up Runyon all the time. Yeah, man. You, you were like, well, how many, three, four times? You were like a psychopath. Uh, when it came, I had to, to be man because I couldn't wrestle. I had to run fast. It was my only option, you know. And but everyone said also like the thing about you is that you used to go to jujitsu classes and you were like a white belt, but you would roll with the black belts. You would find the best guy in there and be like, "You're my partner," which which is pretty damn cool. I, I just you know I've I've always been making it better. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've always been stubborn and I've never minded you know being beaten. You know, and unless it unless we're between bells in a professional fight. I'm going to bite down my mouthpiece and fight right. you to the death. But right. if it's in the gym, like I'm there to learn. And, and if you're going to be, if you're going to be, you know, right. celebratory about Absolutely. tapping me in the gym, then I'll beat you up on, in a fight. You know, it's I, it just, I just never associated like my ego with, with those moments. It was always an opportunity for me to learn. That's amazing. And then I never understood yeah, the, the gym. What happens in the gym? What happens in the gym is, you know, you're just trying to learn how you learn something new. You just can't go in there and perfect what you already know, you know, right. but you, you got to get, you got to broaden your horizon and learn more. And I, now I never said that you were going to be a monk. Now, how long did you, were you at like the monastery and did you, were you, were you a, a monk for? I was there. For, I was there for a couple of months. I was there. I, my intention was to, to, to scout it out and go back and spend three years there, but um, I mean, it was intense. It felt felt like a whole other lifetime. I've got all my weapons behind me, actually, down here. There's my bow stuff and my my swords and stuff. It's uh, I, 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 it was a great learning experience for me. But I, I realized when I was out there that I like competing. You know, I, I enjoyed the gathering of the knowledge and learning all the weapons and stuff. And it was it was cool, but it was it was like a vacation from what I really wanted to do, which was compete. So it kind of it helped me focus what I wanted to do while I was there. Um, certainly broadened my my understanding of martial arts, though. Now, did they put you up in like a dorm with other monks? Oh yeah, no, we were we were in an in an old castle. We were staying in rooms in an old castle. There was no no glass in the windows. No, you know, it was a it was literally a, a sack of rice and 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 a um, you know a mattress made out of straw. It was wow. it was pretty. It, it truth was is. as I could have imagined it to be. To be honest, it was it was amazing. The truth is, I got loads of you, photos you, you from it and prison. everything. It was a hell of an experience. <laughs> you were in prison and found God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Dan, so they put you, you in a room. Prison and found God. A bunch of monks, no TV, just books, and then no money. Like, how do you guys pay for things? No, you don't. You get fed. We we live. We were living in the you know in the temple with the monks. So we we basically have trained alongside them. Have you ever been to an airport? Doing, you know? <laughs> yes. And then, do you practice sword fighting with the monks and like Shaolin? Yeah, man, all of it, all of it. I've got like a lot of stick fighting. We we learned a lot of stick fighting, both staff fighting, and I did some sword forms and stuff. You know, but. You know, I I just gained as much as I could. I was interested in in all different types of kung fu when I arrived there, so I wanted to learn as much as I could. But you know, there was language barriers. It was a lot of kind of watching and copying and okay and no, that's no good. And you know, it, there was a lot of like a lot of communication issues. But it was it was authentic. I, you know, that's part of the reason why I enjoyed it so much. Now, were there any female monks or no? No, 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 all male. All male. Greg, any questions for the great Dan Hardy? Yeah, how much do you blame uh, 
Adam for your loss to GSP? <laughs> like a little bit or entirely? I, I would I would say it's probably about seventy percent his fault. About seventy, I would say that too. Yeah. I would agree with that. That sounds right. That was uh, that's where I would like. I'd go about ninety. I'd go ninety five. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I could be persuaded to push it up. To be honest, I feel like my, I feel like my days were wasted being pinned underneath him on the uh, on the mats in Legends. To be honest, thank you, I appreciate that, Sean. Any questions for the great Dan Hardy? No, on a serious note, uh, which is a change for me, um, I do understand Dan getting upset about a guy uh, ref not stopping a fight. I get upset at home sometimes when I'm streaming them uh, the fights because I won't pay for them. But when I'm streaming them. And I see a guy who's clearly out and the ref isn't stopping it because like when you've been in there and you've done that to somebody or had that done to you, like there's, it's a different perspective, man. Like, you know, like sometimes I'll be screaming, like, stop the fight, man. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like when you see a guy who's clearly out or clearly done, who's risking his life at that point, continue to take punishment. And I hit a guy, I started yelling at a ref one time during a fight. I was fighting his like fourth or fifth fight. At a local show, I hit this guy probably six times after. Hey, hold he was on, out. hold on, Don. Hold on, Don. Is there a, you have a, a sword on you? What, what is Don doing with that sword? It's like he's slicing the cake with a machete. Knife. What the fuck? Don, why do you have? Knife. Don, why do you have a machete? <laughs> How big are your pockets, Don? <laughs> what is going on? It's <laughs> Dan's got one too that he brought back from a, a monk's retreat, and you know. <laughs> You, you guys not you guys not gonna knife with you what <laughs> I, I i you know i left mine in the other room i hate to say it i <laughs> oh bullshit you're mexican you're mexican you got one on you all the time <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you don uh sean do you want to finish what you were saying before we were <laughs> yeah i can't remember at this point but uh when i imagine don was just now decided to give himself a circumcision that's what i was thinking he was probably uh doing but uh yeah i uh yeah, I don't no, know. I appreciate what you were saying. I can understand Dan getting upset uh, in person and seeing that man because I had a uh, I had a guy I hit five or six times after he was out, and I finally stopped and got up and started cussing the ref out. The guy's having a seizure, foaming at the mouth, and I'm like, "Were you going to let me kill him?" You know what I mean? Like, what? Like at what point? You know, this was an early like fight early in my career, but at what point is it on the fighter to stop hitting a guy whose head is just bouncing off the canvas? You know, like it's just like you don't want to murder somebody, so it's just like. Uh, I don't know. I can understand. I was on Dan's side on that one for sure, man. It's uh, it's infuriating, especially with a guy with as much experience as Herb Dean. He should know, you know what I mean, when a fight's over. it's uh, it's. I thought that the stoppage was way late, and it just – I can understand Dan being upset. The, the, thing, the thing is with that one, I mean, it was, you know, it was Fight Island, so we're in a massive empty arena. There's nobody there, so it's relatively silent apart from the commentators and the corner teams. It was the second time of the night. There was a heavyweight bout earlier in the night that was a really late stoppage as well, and it, it was just—it was just so visceral because it was—it was so empty. Like yeah. Jai Herbert hit the floor. You could tell he was out. His hands were reaching out in in a fencing response position, clearly not conscious. And there was this long delay. What it sent like from Trinaldo before he started throwing more punches. It just the whole thing just felt really. The thing is, the same thing happened against for CB Dolloway in uh, I think it was St Petersburg. And he, he got the he got the snot beaten out of him for like 90 seconds at the end of the round. And at the end of the round, he stayed on the floor and Herb stood over him like, okay, get up, next round. Right. Like, I, I, didn't, I don't know. Like The thing is, Herb used to be really, really good, but he slipped a lot recently. And because there's nobody over these guys, you know, making sure they're staying up to scratch, up to the standards, 
I feel like they dial it in a lot of the time now. Um, they can get away with it. They can have a late stoppage and air whatever. No one's going to mention it. Like yeah. that guy. Did you see the sub the other week? That guy was choked, oh, yeah. unconscious. That, like, that guy was refereeing on the UFC the following weekend. That was the yeah. worst. Yeah. Who's making these decisions? It's madness. Yeah. It's true, and there does seem to be a lot of inconsistency in terms of when they stop. Some of them stopping early, and then some of them just letting it go for fucking ever. And this is literally fight to fight on the same card. This kind of massive inconsistency between the the refing decision making. So I think that you bring up a good point. It is something I think that needs to be addressed in MMA across the board. Maybe. Look, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm 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 putting my wife into there now. You know, with the hopes that the officials are going to look after her. And and this from a different perspective. Like, I love fighting. Right. I want to be able to punch someone as hard as I can as many times as I can until the fight's over. I don't want to have to be partially refereeing the fight myself because I don't think the referee is going to stop it. Like that's a, that's a primal moment, right? When you guys have been in there, you like, you feel that primal moment. Sometimes you don't want to try and have to stop yourself because the fight should be stopped. This is why like the punching after the bell thing, it's the referee's response to get in between you. Like I don't remember yeah. hearing the bell every yeah, time. The absolutely. Going on. You know, it's like, like you're in this primal state, you're, you're primed ready for warfare. Like you're going at this individual. I want to know that the referee, the official, is going to save me just as they would save that person from me if I'm the one on the winning end. Absolutely. There you go. Right Don, on. Do you, you have any questions for the great Dan Hardy, Don Fry? Um, they won't be saving you now. <laughs> <laughs> Best till last, Don. Best till last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. Congrats on the congrats on the marriage. Congrats on the new job. The thing about you, Dan, man, like yeah. no matter what you do, you always keep coming up, man. Like they can't put you away. I I, I love it. I I just I love your spirit. I love your fighting spirit. Um, and uh, I'm super proud of you. Super happy for you. Uh, you're probably one of the nicest guys I ever met. And uh, fucking really happy for you, man. Yeah, and be sure Thank to tell you. your wife and, and say and congratulations. That scraps she yeah. had was fantastic. Yeah. Thank yeah, you guys. Dan, when, I, you, I when are you gonna drop it. this pretty when you when are you gonna drop when are you gonna drop this fake British accent? We all know you're from <laughs> South Alabama. You're a fucking hillbilly. <laughs> that shit off. <laughs> well, fucking hell, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. We got guys. you, boy. We got Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Great speaking to you. Thanks, sir. Take care, my man. Bye, sir. Bye-bye. All right. That was the great guy. The guy's a legend. The guy's guy's a legend. The guy's a great fighter and a hell of a guy, and uh, it's great to talk to. It's always funny talking to the British fighters, too, because they sound so classy about it. You know, it's hard to imagine them switching that into full primal animal mode, you know, because they seem so... So um, proper, proper. Thank <laughs> so you. Proper. Exactly. I, exactly. To, I honestly used to believe that no one French or Canadian could beat me in a fight. Like I thought no one that talks like that can beat me in a fight. <laughs> I literally believed in that. Like they were, they were asking me about whoever it was. I don't know. Some French fighter. And I was like, I think it was, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh Congo? gosh. Check Congo. Check Congo. Yeah. They're talking about Czech Congo. I said, anyone that speaks French cannot beat me in a fight. I don't care how, I don't care how tough he is. I don't think anybody that talks fancy like that isn't. Uh, that, that's, that's, how is, that's how I felt until I fought the banner. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely the most American analysis you can ever come across. <laughs> by, by the way, uh, before we leave, we got to read some of these comments about Don Fry <laughs> on the Colby Covington interview. Because normally, I, you know, the YouTube comments, it's like 
you know, I could take them with a grain of salt and yada, yada. Even, but some of these are so fucking funny. Uh, and they're not, about me, so you're going to read them. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so hold on. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so the Don, the Don Fry one. Uh, we're up to 40. Now, the interview is with Colby Covington, one of the top fighters in the world. But the comments yes. are about Don Fry. So he goes, uh, Don Fry looks so thrilled to be there. His enthusiasm is contagious, right? Uh, <laughs> can, can we all agree the best part of this interview was Don acting like an absolute boomer on the Zoom call? Uh, <laughs> I love how Don just lays there uninterested and half dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, best interview, uh, Don is, is this weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get better than Don Fry snoring halfway through the interview. Uh, <laughs> Don's charisma is through the roof. Uh, when Don ran, he goes, Don, look at Don. So funny. Uh, another top thing, Don in the house asking the tough questions. He literally asked one question of why did, why you ghost me? And then went back to bed. Um, he goes, <laughs> pretty sure Don was getting a blow job during this whole interview. Uh, <laughs> Don asks the question and then goes to sleep. <laughs> Did someone um, say Don farted during the interview? Yeah, yeah, they put and they put the exact time that Don farted uh, too. Yeah. And, oh my god, this is great. He goes, oh, the old dude on the left was a fucking vibe. Uh, laugh my ass off, uh, laying back, drinking beer and growling. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bulldog. My bulldog farted. My goodness. Uh, did somebody uh, teach Don how to use Zoom? Don is <laughs> dozing off. Uh, I mean, it just, oh my God. Don is just so fucking, I want to see more Don Fry videos of him watching interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reaction videos of Don Fry. That's right. You should do Don, it. That's cool. My favorite part was Don literally being the first fighter in, in history to get a compliment from Colby Covington. Normally, oh, yeah. it doesn't matter who it is. They'd be like Fedor. He'd be like, oh, he fought a bunch of fake fights, like whatever. And Don's like, why'd you ghost me? He goes, Don, you know I love you. You're one of my heroes. I would never, you know, intentionally do that. Sorry, man. I was busy. I was trained. I'll get back to you. I'll call you. I'll never do it again. And he's like, uh, okay, so why'd you ghost me? Like, he, immediately, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't letting him slide on it. Like, the first time ever, Colby Covington gives a guy a compliment, and Don still wasn't letting him. Don's taking a break from going down chimneys. Um, it goes, Don must have had a few drinks. I mean, there are Don basically every comment is about Don. Uh, that that is the it's the funniest thing ever. Don fries my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> Old man rips ass at 634. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No, now I gotta see it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Don's vibing. Oh my uh, God. Uh, Don, is, you're a legend even when you're not trying to be. It's really, a, I, I, God bless you. National treasure, Don Fry. It's the best. Don's on chill mode. Thank you. It just, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Why is Don snoring at 320? Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> That's the dog. That's the dog. The best is like, oh, my, yeah, it's the funniest. Don Fry is like the, is the greatest. He is the greatest. Don Fry starts fighting for a good two minutes at 308. Uh, Don Fry is the okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh then, and then Sean said, someone said, you look like an old school Batman villain. Ah, <laughs> that's good. That's a good comparison. Strong comp. <laughs> oh, me or Sean? 
Sean. And then someone said, who's the fireman? Sean's a fireman, too. Like, <laughs> I think they're talking about Don. Don's a fireman with that mustache. Oh, my God. Some of the comments I don't even I get. Used I, to I, be. I don't pretend like they're like, oh, it's hopefully, hopefully that's not real hurtful because I don't get it. Like, I feel like I'm out of the loop. Like, I don't understand <laughs> what that means. So, hopefully it's not a good one. I don't know. So anyway, anyway, listen. How this? Anyway, this is great. Um, one guy. Who are these turkeys? One guy's falling asleep. <laughs> turkeys. Oh God. Anyway, you guys are the best. I hope you guys have a great week and uh, take care, guys. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Friday, I'm at the Ice House. Saturday, I'm at the Ha Comedy Club. There you go. Now you can oh, go. I'm at the Ha Saturday too. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sean, you got a. Uh, then we got. Go on, Don. What do you got coming up, Don? I got uh, tonight. We got Chavo Guerrero Jr. on our podcast. Uh, we record it and we'll put it out on Wednesday, probably next nice. or Saturday. Nice. That's amazing. Uh, and then, Sean, you have a dog yeah. sale. Chavo's great. I, yeah, I've got a. No, I've still got a dog. It's what. It's funny. Everybody thinks like I'm trying to place this poor dog that nobody wants. I have. A, we just had a litter of nine puppies. I sold eight of them. I just have one left. And then I was saying, like, for the right home, I'd let it go cheap because I'm just puppied out right now. You know what I mean? Like, I just want ready for. You know, normally I'm getting at least three or four grand for these. Send it to my house. I'll, I'll send it to you right now if you want it, Don. But um, no, it's I've got a dog. Like, so I put it on there. Everybody's like, well, why does no one want that poor dog? And I'm like, it's not a case of not wanting them. I just like, I'm real selective. I don't want to go into a breeder. I don't want to, you know, like going to, when someone, uh, when someone hits me up and asks me, is that dog gang bred? Like, I don't want, I, I'm not, <laughs> not selling a dog to a dog fighter. You know what I mean? So I get, I've gotten a hundred messages about the dog. I'm just looking for somebody that wants like as a family pet, but I've gotten, yeah, now I've gotten everybody in the world acting like. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a girl. But um, yeah, she's, uh, but like I said, she's, Still a three thousand dollar dog, but I just was—I was saying—if anybody you know, local wanted or anybody you know, like for the right home, I'm just ready to be done with dogs for a little while, like the puppies, you know. Yeah. Just like pup, and but and people keep hitting me up, like, well, there's got to be something wrong if she hasn't sold yet, and I'm like, I, I no, there doesn't have to be something wrong. I just was saying for the right home, I would let her go because I just want to be done with pups for a right home, you know. What color? Uh, there you go. What color is she? She's a uh, brown, so you probably would like her. <laughs> <laughs> is it a, a brindle brindle brown or just a brown no just brown like dark fawn mexican brown we like to call it yeah thank you don uh, who's on your shirt by the way don who's that on your shirt masa masa saito masa saito you know mr saito from wrestling ah got it got awa it. wwf i thought it was you, I, you, know, masa. you guys didn't know who uh, was on my shirt did you Oh, corn pop? Corn pop with a razor blade. The Joe Biden corn? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the straight razor. Well, good work, guys. I'll see you guys later. You guys are the best. <laughs>